Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Ultra Confusion interview. This time we have Dan Jolie. Say hello. It's actually pronounced Jolly. Jolly. Okay, even better. Jolly. Hello. <laughs> I never, I never tell. There's the e there. You could go either way. Trolley. You know, trolley. it's uh, it's like a um, anglicization of a French name, mm -hmm. and it used to be Jolie. Ah, okay. Yeah. So now I don't feel too too bad. So for a while, when I was uh, doing a lot of stuff for DC Comics, mm -hmm. uh, some of the DC staffers called me Dangelina Jolie. Ah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and now it's out there on the internet. Well, I'm actually half uh, French, so maybe that's why I chose the different uh, pronunciation. We'll go with that. Yeah, okay. So, um, first of all, I have to say that um, the book that basically introduced me to you was this book right here, Grey Widow Walk, which I highly recommend that you pick it up. You can pick it up in uh, physical copy or on the uh, any e-reader. So, tell me a little bit about how you've gotten to where you are today as an author. What's What's basically been... What's been your path to being the author of Grey Widow's Walk? Well, um, it's been kind of a long one because I haven't ever really wanted or tried to do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, I've known that I wanted to be a writer since I was 13. Got my first professional contract at 19. Wow. And uh, it's now many years after that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I started out writing comic books. From there, got into licensed property novels and original novels and uh, video games. Um, so the first draft of Grey Widow's Walk, I actually wrote in 1996. Mm -hmm. And it sat on the shelf for a long time. I pulled it back out and rewrote it. And it sat on the shelf again for a long time. And um, about two years ago, um, I realized why the story wasn't working. It was because I had the main character as a guy, and it needed to be a woman. So I rewrote it again, and uh, the story worked. Everything flowed, and Seventh Star Press grabbed it up, and it got published very shortly after that. I will definitely say I will definitely tell you that I didn't. You know, of course, I didn't know about it being a male character to begin with, but the female character absolutely works. This this was one of the books that I literally could not put down from start to finish because I wanted to know what happened next. And then when I got to the end, I'm like, okay, it's a trilogy. Yep. Where's the second book? And then I saw the published date, and then I got kind of sad because I'm like, there isn't one yet. Well, no, there is. It is coming out in May of, of this year. Um, I uh, just turned in the manuscript for book two to the editor uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I, I have already seen the cover art for book two. So it, it definitely, definitely, definitely is happening. Okay, good, good. And uh, book three comes out in May of 2018. Um, that, that is one thing that's kind of a hallmark of my career mm -hmm. to, this, to this point, and I hope for good. In 26 years of doing this, mm -hmm. I have never missed a deadline. So as, as a, a writer, like you said, you, you, it's very important to you to meet deadlines. So mm -hmm. if, if there's any like budding indie writers out there, besides you know, keep your deadlines, what would be something else that you would say uh, need to keep in mind or maybe some advice as to how to go about things? Probably the most valuable piece of advice that I've ever gotten or could ever give. Mm -hmm. Do not read what you've written until you're done writing it. There's my pitfall right there. And, and it happens so often because if you get like one chapter done or you mm -hmm. get one page done mm -hmm. or one really awesome paragraph done, if you then say, hey, I can make that better, 
let me go back and, and give that a few tweaks or massage it a little bit. Right. Um, well, by the time you're done tweaking it, you think, hey, I can make that a little better. And you never get past that one page or that one chapter or that one paragraph or sometimes that one opening line. Um, the thing to remember is that first drafts mm-hmm. are crappy. Mm-hmm. Just that's their nature. Um, and it's okay. And one of the most important things ever is to give yourself permission to suck on the first draft. And unless you're uh, Mary Robinette Kowal, mm-hmm. who once told me that she uh, did a, a first draft pass of a novel and turned it in and won all sorts of awards for it, yeah. uh, to which I say, well, <laughs> right. Um, then, you know, write your first draft. It'll be rough, mm-hmm. but you can't fix what doesn't exist. And just, you know, get it out there. I, I actually have a T-shirt that says, it doesn't matter if it's crap. Just get it on the page. That's, that's actually really good advice for basically any creative project. Because uh, if, if, you know, if you're a painter just, you know, or, or an artist, you know, just do one trial run, see where you're at, and maybe take the tweaks after you have like, the first run of whatever you're trying to create. Be it a video game, be it a tabletop RPG, be it a, um, a book, because I've experienced all three. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a saying that I've heard in the video game industry more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not exactly this, but it totally riffs on this. Uh, and I've heard people say this all the way from uh, writers up through producers. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to do it right the first time, but we have time to do it five or six times. Yes. Yes, and that's, that's quite painful. Cause yeah. It just, if you were to get through, and this is actually the reason why... Um, so I'm from Atlanta, and, and there's a company in, there, in Atlanta that used to be there. It's now kind of like shrink or shrunk called CCP. They, bu- they mm-hmm. bought White Wolf uh, Publishing. Right. And one of their big projects to you know, basically marry CCP to White Wolf was uh, World of Darkness MMO. Right, right. And the retooling of that from like the ground up, the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, that spelled doom because you, they never had enough to actually show anything off. Yeah, that'll happen. That's that's where the concept of feature creep sometimes comes in. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what that is, that's like if you get uh, a version of a game that is pretty good, yep, that kind of works, yep, and then someone says, "Hey, we should have weather in this game. You know, it should rain sometimes." Well, then that's the kind of thing where like a tweak, a small tweak. Developers hate those, those words, yes. small tweak. Yes. That has invariably unintended ripple effects mm-hmm. that, if, that, that change the entire game and require, like you said, retooling. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have a game that works and is fun, stick with that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. make that work even better. Don't try to, you know, stick an apple in the pig's mouth. Right. So you said uh, that you were, you've done the comic route, you've also done some games, now you're doing the author thing. So what type of, like positions or jobs that you have in like the the comic industry and also the video game industry uh i've always just been a writer Mm -hmm. uh i've never been like narrative director or um editor i had i got a little tiny taste of being an editor on a project uh Mm -hmm. i did a an arc on the uh the devil's due productions gi joe frontline comic book series okay and that made me realize how much I don't want to be an editor. All right. Um, you know, getting creative people to work together 
whether it's a comic book or a band mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like herding cats. I know that's a cliche, but it's accurate. I'll, I'll agree. And I am happiest when I'm just kind of left alone to bang on the keyboard and, you know, cackle madly. Right. So, yeah, I've always just been a writer, and that's really kind of all I want to be. Cool. Okay, so uh, one more question here. Uh, what, is, what is your writing process? Is there a certain, like, ritual that you go through in order to get writing done? Or is it just, like, when I feel in the mood, I sit down, and then magic happens? For comic books, I have a very particular process. Okay. And I'm actually doing a panel here uh, at Kanuga. Okay. About that uh, Sunday morning at 11. Okay. Um, but in general... One of the other valuable things that I have been introduced to uh, a former uh, co-worker, co-author, mm -hmm. Scott C. Ensign, turned me on to this book called The Writer's Journey okay. by Christopher Vogler. Mm -hmm. And he details a 12-part process, mm -hmm. and that was a game-changer for me. Mm -hmm. He said that it would be the keys to the kingdom, and he was right. Okay. And uh, every time I start any kind of new project, I sit down and map out the 12 steps mm -hmm. and they're so general they're so adaptable mm -hmm. you know it's not like using that locks you into any kind of particular story mm -hmm. but um, if if I have like most of an idea mm -hmm. then that'll help me flesh it out and turn it into an entire idea and before it was like night and day before that uh, and after when I started using that process because I went from um, getting a project like every six months or so, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, to writing four different comic book series at the same time. Wow. Like within a year. Mm -hmm. but just, and it's just on the strength of the organization. Right, right. Because like everything I want to do uh, organizationally involves keeping as little information in my head as I can manage. Right, right. You know, I don't want to have to keep the entire book that I'm writing in my head all mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm. I just want to fo focus on one chapter. Right. Or maybe just one part of one chapter. And, um, you know, I'm a relentless outliner. Mm -hmm. And the 12-step the Vogler process aids in that. I, I can't even em emphasize enough how valuable it is. Okay, random question for you. What is your method of writing? Are we talking computer, typewriter, hand, um, some strange like backwards language? <laughs> um, for comic books, I have a whole thing that I do with a sketch pad mm -hmm. uh, before I go to script. Okay. For books, um, a lot of the time I'll still go back to the sketch pad to, mm -hmm. to just to make notes. Right. And like to help get the outline started. Mm hmm but then I switch over to the computer, and I've just uh, got the laptop in my lap. Right. Um, and usually some cats. That's not a bad, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> so, um, so where can people find out more information about you, your books, and basically anything and everything that you've done in the past? Um, everything can be um, reached from my website, which is uh, danjolly.com, mm -hmm. D-A-N-J-O-L-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't do other social media platforms, number one, because I'm terrible at the ones that I do try to do. Right. But I also don't want to, like, dilute what little focus I have. Right. Um, but, you know, anybody who wants to write to me on Twitter, I will absolutely write back. Um, 
that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time to do this interview. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you definitely at the bare minimum check out Gray Widow's Walk. This is really good, and you said the next one comes out in May. May. Okay. Yes. So May. So I just need a couple books to tide me over until May, and then I'll get right back to it. So uh, thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion interview, and thanks, Dan, and uh, the best of luck to you, and hopefully you get all these books out as quickly as possible so I can continue to read them. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.